0: All right, as I said earlier, I'm Greg Chandler. This is the third sermon in a series of three that I have uh, you know, started a couple of months ago. Uh, when I started this two months ago, is the first time I've done a, a series of three different messages. Well, not three, but kind of along the same theme. So it's pretty exciting to me to... What I want to do today is kind of summarize where we've been and uh, then kind of close it with some encouragement for, for all of us and, um, and we'll see what God has to say. So let's pray. Lord, we lift up this time to you. Lord, I pray that your anointing will be on each person here. Lord, that the words that I speak will bring honor and glory to you. Lord that your spirit will empower them so I thank you for this time we lift it all to you in Jesus name amen so we uh two months ago we talked about the children of Israel and uh we talked about a brief introduction about where the children of Israel came from and uh if you remember it was a pretty dysfunctional family um I think we all have that problem sometimes with families. But um, it's amazing to me how God took this function, and he does it all the time. He takes this function and then turns it into something wonderful. And that's the the incredible blessing we have in a Father that loves us. But during during the first message, we, uh, we talked about three points. I said, desperate times call for desperate measures. And that is call out to God. If you remember Jacob was praying. He was going back to meet his brother. He just knew he was going to be wiped out. And I fully believe that's what his brother's plan was. Just to come in and wipe out his family and everything. But God intervened because Jacob prayed. Point number two was God doesn't always answer the way we want him to answer. But he always answers the way we need him to answer. And... I don't like that sometimes, but He always answers exactly the way that we need it when we pray and ask Him. And the third point was, if we're not, if you're, uh, if you're seeking God for direction and not getting the answer you want, I encourage you to press into the answer that God's given you. If you remember, I shared about how Julie and I um, wanted to move to Florida, and that um, we're both from the south. We neither like cold weather very much, but um, God did a little U-turn and brought us up here. So, uh, and what God taught us was work where you're at and see what see what I've got in store for you. And it's been an incredible blessing and a ride over the last well 30 years since we got here. So it's incredible. Last month we talked about Joseph life and how the desperate situation he was in, you know, to be so hated by your brothers and uh, to actually be, one, your brothers are want to kill you or uh, instead they decide to sell you into slavery, which is, I don't know which would be worse, to be a slave or just go ahead and be killed. But um, three points from that message was to stick with the Lord and you will prosper right where you're at. And that's exactly what Joseph did. If you, if you um, go back and study his life, it didn't matter what situation he was in, he trusted in the Lord, and the Lord prospered him. From being a slave, to being the, the head of his master's household, to be thrown into prison, to be the head of the prison, you know, kind of, which is kind of weird to me, I'm not sure how that works, but he was in charge of the prison, and he was a prisoner, and uh, then he became number two in command of the whole uh, land of Egypt so it's quite amazing and the third point was to maintain your integrity whatever situation you get put in so you know I could have seen Joseph he probably could have when he became number two um, you know he could have said hey I'm going to go find Potiphar and I'm going to go take care of him because I'm number two now, I don't know if he ever did or not But Joseph remembered where he came from. And when his brothers showed up asking for help, he could have had every one of them executed immediately just by speaking. But, But he didn't. He realized that God had a plan. It was a hard plan, but God had a plan for what he wanted him to do. So this month, I'd like to go a little bit farther in in the children of Israel's life, where you know where God. Many times in our life, we get rescued from situations. I know God has rescued me from situations, and then everything seems to be going good. And the next thing you know, the next situation happens, or the next problem, the next event, whatever and we've talked about this the last couple of times I've, I've spoken, is, you know, it's a big sine wave. We, and it's just the way life is. We live in a broken world. And we have an enemy that, that hates us and doesn't want us to uh, fulfill the kingdom and, and God's uh, uh, will for each of our lives. So we have little little problems that crop up. But if you remember, the, Joseph brought... I think it was 70 or 80 of his family into Egypt and they did quite well matter of fact they, they, they were uh, prospering and, and, and uh, growing and, and several decades later if you look at Exodus uh, 6 chapter 1 verse 6 it says now Joseph and all his brothers and all that generation died But the Israelites were exceedingly fruitful. They multiplied greatly, increased in numbers, and became so numerous that the land was filled with them. So go from 70 or 80 people to thousands of folks. But in verse 8 it says, Then a new king, to whom Joseph meant nothing, came to power in Egypt. Look, he said to his people, The Israelites have become too numerous for us come we must deal shrewdly with them or they will become even more numerous and if war breaks out we'll join our enemies fight against us and leave the country so the Israelites went from doing pretty good pretty prosperous everything going good they're they're uh, multiplying and uh, they're filling the the whole country of Egypt and um Along comes this king that, that doesn't remember what Joseph did for the country. If it hadn't been for Joseph, in God's wisdom, Egypt would would not have survived because of the famine. But God again had a plan. So this new king came in and uh, enslaved them. So what did the children of Israel do? They called out to God. We started this, you know, a couple of months ago. If, if you end up in a bad situation that you don't understand what's going on, we need to call out to God and ask for his help. And he will help us. Exodus 2, 23 through 25 says that the children of the Israelites groaned in their slavery and cried out. And their cry for help because of their slavery went up to God. God heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac. And with Jacob. So God looked on the Israelites. And was concerned about them. So point number one. Which is a point one we started two months ago. Is call out to God. When you end up in a bad situation. Now. You know I, I, got, I got thinking about this a little bit. You know you wonder why. Did the Israelites. End up in the situation they were in. Because the Bible doesn't, that I could find. Doesn't really say that. That uh, they were living in sin, God was punishing them. It just says that they were very numerous. And now they're in slavery, so there's kind of a, a gap there. So why did they end up in slavery? I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things in the Bible. When I read it, I I don't know. But you know, we we know God knows. So you know, it could be that never was God's plan for the children of Israel to live in Egypt for eternity and take over that country. He had a promised land for them and he needed to orchestrate that to get them out of there. And so maybe that was the reason why. But whenever I end up in a situation where I just cannot figure out why things are going the way that they're going, um, I try to ask myself uh, three questions. And I'd encourage you to ask the same question when you get into that. So, the first question is, when I'm in a situation I don't understand what's going on, am I going to serve God regardless of my circumstances? You know, I hear sometimes people go, how can I ever serve a God that would allow X to happen? Or why would I serve a God that would allow this to happen in my life? So, the first question is, what has God will you serve God regardless of what's going on and Joseph was a great example of that even when I don't point uh, number two even when I don't understand what's going on or why it's happening am I going to put my faith in God kind of goes back to the same one we just talked about but regardless of what's going on is my faith going to be in the Lord and thirdly am I going to continue to follow the Lord regardless of what the rest of the world's doing around me? You know, I think of uh, Job in the Old Testament. He was faithful to God, even though his, they weren't Christians back then, but those God followers were around him, telling him, encouraging him to curse God. As a matter of fact, his wife was saying, just curse God and die. And he was saying, no, I'm going to have, my, my faith is in God. I don't understand why I'm sick I don't understand why my children got killed I don't understand why everything I own got wiped out but I am still going to serve God regardless so between Exodus 2 and Exodus 5 Moses is born he flees Egypt remember he killed an Egyptian because he was uh, mistreating an Israelite he ran away he came back and uh, it really dawned on me that God said he heard the children of Israel's groaning and prayer and when they were calling out for God God heard that but it took 40 or 50 years for him to answer and again why did it take so long and again I don't know we don't know why God takes the time that he does his word promises us and tells us that his timeline and everything that that he's got orchestrated for eternity is on his timeline and he knows exactly when things are going to happen but when I look at 40 to 50 years and, and think God you heard but you waited 40 or 50 years and again I don't know but he goes... Again, it's... Are we going to continue to trust the Lord... Regardless of how long it takes for Him to answer? And I see all through the Bible many times that... God promises... Like He promised Abraham... He said, your descendants will be like the stars... In the, in the heaven. Abraham didn't see that. All he saw was his dysfunctional kids... Doing things that they weren't supposed to do. But God through the years, have have, uh, blessed the the Jewish people and the Israelites, and there's thousands, thousands, millions, I don't know how many there are, but God's promises never fail. So in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. So point number two today is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't focus on what's going on around you or the circumstances that you're in the middle of, but trust in the Lord. And He will make our path straight. He will lead us in the way that we need to go. Now it's interesting. So the children of Israel prayed. God orchestrated over 40 50 years he brought Moses back and uh, Moses comes in and he I'm sure he had some meetings with the Israelites said I'm here God sent me we're going to get you out of here so he goes to Pharaoh and he tells Pharaoh you need to let God's people go and Pharaoh's like who, who are you to come tell me you know, I'm the God of Egypt. I'm making a fortune off these slaves. They're building these cities, and uh, I'm not going to let them go. I don't care what you say. And uh, so you can just go tell your God that, I'm paraphrasing, of course, you can just go tell your God that um, you're uh, on your own. And 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 then also go tell those slaves, because they're complaining about the hard labor they're on, guess what, it's going to get harder. Because they stopped giving them straw, which I guess back in those days you made bricks by mud and straw and baked them in the sun. And now the Israelites had to go get their own straw. And uh, so they weren't making their quotas. And um, they were in trouble. So instead of things getting easier, by God answering their prayer, things got harder matter of fact it got much harder because now they're having to do double work they can't get all their work done the overseers are getting beaten up and um, all because Moses and Aaron came back and I I love I love where the children of Israel came back to Moses and Aaron and said you know you you made us uh you, 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 you cause more trouble. And uh, Moses and Aaron, I'm sure I would have said the same thing. as God, what are you doing? But in um, Exodus 5.22, um, it says, Moses returned to the Lord and said, Why, Lord? Why have you brought trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, He has brought trouble on his people. And you have not rescued your people at all. Wow. That's pretty bold. You know, to go to God and go, "Uh, You told me to do something. It's not working out the way I think it should work out. So God, what are you up to? And, um, And we know the rest of the story. We know that God had a plan. But I can imagine in the middle of it, but... When things get, this is point number three, when things get difficult and hard, pray. You know, all, all, all through these three messages, I've tried to encourage all of us to pray. To pray, to call out to God, to ask for his help. And, and just because things don't immediately turn around or things don't immediately get better, then uh, they might, but just because they don't doesn't mean that God's not in control. Because I can look back over our uh, my many years as a Christian, and I can see God's fingerprint, his hand, His the way he has orchestrated things and gotten me where I am today. So I want to, again, encourage you to pray. And the Lord will answer... Uh, all we have to do is trust in him. A couple of things I've noticed too is that you may not get an answer right away when you pray, but you might. God may give you an answer you didn't expect and I figured that's, I have found out over the years that's usually the case. He usually answers the way that I totally had no idea that's the way he was going to do it. And God may appear to not care about your situation after you pray. But I want to assure you, He does. God cares deeply about you and exactly where you're at. No matter what you're going through, whether things are going wonderful, whether things are not so wonderful, whether things are just downright bad, God cares about you. And He wants to intervene and move and carry you through that situation and then don't let the enemy um, lie to you and try to tell you that God's not listening or he doesn't care because he's going to do that he wants to get you to doubt God and not put your faith and trust in him I'll let you go. I'll let you read the rest of the Exodus story, but you kind of know Moses continues to go back to Pharaoh. There's all kinds of um, different miracles happen. Finally, Pharaoh figures out and realizes uh, I got to let these people go. I'm not going to have a country, and they end up uh, leaving. You know, a million over a million people, and they. They carried a lot of the wealth of Egypt with them. And everything was going good. You can remember as they walked, they went to the Red Sea. They went through the Red Sea. And um, they were pretty excited until things got hard again. And um, I'll let you read that. That's a whole another sermon. at Another date is how when things get hard, we kind of tend to, I tend to forget all the good things God did previously and that he's still capable of doing that so I just want to go summarize real quick the, the nine points uh, over the last uh, three months And um, so number one desperate times call for desperate measures call out to God God doesn't always answer the way we want him to answer but he always answers the way we need him to answer if you're seeking God and not getting the answer you want I encourage you to press into and work with the answer that he's given us stick with the Lord and you will prosper right where you're at not where you want to be or where you think you should be but right where you're at God will prosper you whatever you do work with all of your heart Be known as somebody that goes above and beyond in everything that you do, because it's a real testimony. Especially in today's world, you know, to have someone that goes above and beyond doesn't have to be told over and over again to do things; they just do it. Maintain your integrity. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. You know, a lot of leadership stuff. Whenever they talk about uh, integrity. We get, I get trained on that periodically at work and um, you know it's, it's hard sometimes to listen to them talk about integrity when many of the folks don't have moral compasses so it's hard to teach integrity so it's almost like they're saying you've got to do the right thing uh, so, you, so you don't get caught as opposed to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do And that's when, with us having Holy Spirit inside of us, He helps us to do the right thing. Regardless of who's looking, regardless of who's around, we do the right thing. Number seven again, call out to God when situations are uh, not looking so good. And then trust in Him to fulfill and meet meet it, no matter what's going on. And finally, when things get... Difficult and hard. Pray. So this whole series was focused on how we relate to God. And kind of focused on desperate times. Because that tends to be when we really realize, hey, we've got to... I need help. But I encourage all of us to get on a daily routine. Whether things are going good or things are going bad. To call out to God and ask him to give us wisdom and guidance. You know, Jesus came, opened the doorway for us to enter back into the Father's presence. What a great honor we have. We were separated as humanity from God because of Adam and Eve and the sin that they brought into this world. We could not even go into God's presence. Jesus made the way for us. He covered us with his blood. And then when Jesus went back to heaven, he sent Holy Spirit down to empower us, to strengthen us, and to guide us and to lead us. So he's given us everything that we need. Uh, We just need to maintain our relationship with him. God's got big plans for each one of you. Each one of us. He's got great plans. And I figured out the only thing standing in the way between... Me and the big plans God has for me is me. I'm, I'm the I'm the one that can stop Him from doing what He wants to do. But with His but His love and faithfulness, He always tends to figure out how to get me back on track. Sometimes it's a little nudge, sometimes it's a two by four across the head. Some you know you never know. But God God loves us. He loves you. So I want to end kind of where I started. What has God called you to do here at New Life Fellowship? What does he ask you to do? How have you been challenged over this summer? As we come back in a couple of weeks when Nathan gets back and we see we hear from him what the Lord's been speaking to him. Julie and I have been talking. We, you know, we, we pray that um, you know, the things that God's been brewing in us and growing in us will align exactly with what Nathan has been brewing in him and growing in him. And, uh, and uh, uh, Greg Beach, the, our elder. and It's going to be amazing to see what God is going to do. Coming I'm excited. We we used to attend a church many years ago when the kids were little, and every fall was the uh, kickoff time. And they would have, I mean, it was exciting because they'd have programs, a uh, Sunday program for the kids, and, you know, it was just a real exciting, excitement time. We got a taste of that with the, with the youth group coming back talking about missions and just the. The excitement of what God is doing around this country and what He can do here. So, I just want to pray for us as a worship. You guys have another song, okay? Um, see how see how we're we're all over this today, but um, uh. But I pray that ex- that an excitement will rise in us, that we will see god do incredible things that our young people will want to come to new life will want to be part of what god has for us here and it's not to put on a big show you know there's plenty of churches around here if i want to go see a show i'm not saying they're not doing god's work because i think you know there's a church for for different people and different things What I'm encouraged about is what God's going to do here. And that's what my prayer is. So let's pray. Father, thank you for your word today. We call out to you. Lord, I don't know the situation of everybody here. Lord, I do know that each one of us needs you deeply. We are desperate for you to move in us and to work in us. Lord, to see your kingdom thrive here at New Life Fellowship and to spread out in this community, in this state, and around this world as we watch you work. So, Holy Spirit, welcome. We commit this last song to you, and we pray that you will rise up in this. In Jesus' name.